With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to Trot's Life. It's that time of the week where we're normally joined by Garrick Knight, but I have managed to track down the phone number of the management company of the hottest man in harness racing in New Zealand. So I wouldn't normally do this live to air, but uh, we'll see how we go. If I can get hold of this management company and uh, we'll see how we go here. Um, oh, it's ringing. Come on, pick up, pick up. Hello, Harness Talking Heads Limited. Bruce speaking. Uh, Bruce, uh, just... I'm live to air here on radio station in Australia called SEN Track. Uh, I do a show called Trot's Life. Are you the management company that's looking after a one Johnny Turner? Yeah, yeah, that, that's right. That's correct. Uh, sorry, who am I speaking to? Uh, Toby McKinnon's my name. You wouldn't have heard of me. Oh, on the thought. G'day, Toby. Yeah, Bruce. How you doing? Yeah, nice, uh, Bruce. Thanks for taking it. So you look after Johnny Turner. I'm just... Uh, I'd love to get him on air if I could, mate. Is he is he available at all, like right now or maybe this week, perhaps? Oh, look, as you're probably aware, he's um, very popular at the moment. To be fair, he's got a, a lot of gigs. Um, so, like, I'll have to we, have a wee look into the calendar. Were you saying this week, if possible? Yeah, this week, if possible. Uh, yeah, look, um, he's a bit tied up. He's riding a uh, four thousand word feature on uh, a, a harness train harness trainer. He won't tell me about, but that's. That's all lined up for publishing in the uh, Hokitika Chronicle, I think, next week. So, yeah, this week's not going to work. Uh, next week? Anything available for Johnny next week? Oh, uh, look, he's also quite tied up next week too. Like, uh, as I said, very popular. So, um, yeah, he's, I think he's got a, about 15 radio segments set up. With uh, I, I won't mention the station because obviously they're competitive reviewers. But, uh, yeah, uh, so can't help you next week either, sorry. I'm just trying to get Miss my station this show out there you know and i thought it was an avenue to get it out there what any any time in the future that he could come on look i'm just thumbing through the calendar now how's how does say july 2025 look for you july 2025 um yeah all right um it, do you manage anyone else like garrick knight i've ha- i have him on uh, do you manage him as well do you Oh, yeah, Garrick Knight. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, he's as free as a bird, to be fair. Yeah, just uh, I can uh, sort that out for you. So any time for Garrick at all is fine? Yeah, it? yeah, he doesn't have any other commitments at all. All right. Um, okay, uh, thanks, Bruce. Um, I've got Garrick's number, so I'll just ring him direct. Thank, thanks. thanks yeah, for no, yours. look, all the best. Look, he'll, he'll do He'll do certainly a very adequate job, I'm sure. July 2025, Johnny Turner's next available. Yeah, correct, yeah, yeah. All right, that... Thanks for your help, Bruce. Good on you, mate. No worries, Toby. Yeah. Um, well, no Johnny July 2025. Garrick is there. Garrick, uh, how are you, mate? Well, yes, as, <laughs> as Bruce, uh, as he goes by nowadays, uh, as alluded to, well, I'm very free at the moment, mate. So, yep, you're stuck with me for another week. I'm glad Bruce could find some time in his busy schedule 
um, to, to, to film that little rib there. Uh, yeah, he does actually only work about three hours a week in his other his, his full time job. Um, so yeah, I'm glad he's turned his hand to do something more meaningful, like making uh, <laughs> making joke uh, radio jokes with you. Uh, look, in Bruce's defence. Um, it was all my idea, so uh, it was just something I thought. We, initially, I thought, let's take the uh, the mickey out of Johnny Turner, because every time I open up social media, it's the king of New Zealand harness, Johnny Turner. He's getting interviewed. He's doing everything. Uh, it's it's self-stylized, to be fair. He gives, it's like giving, you know, you don't give yourself your own nickname. Do you? We had a guy in our cricket team that did that last year and started calling himself something, and... Uh, the team, the team ripped him, ripped him a new one for the rest of the year. It's just not done. But uh, somehow Turner's got away with it. But he's making that much money with his various gigs now. I think he's actually in Perth at the moment. He went over there for some, it might have been a Coldplay concert on over there on the weekend. And that's just the kind of guy he is, you know. He's, he's got that much money. He's like Scrooge McDuck. He's, you should see his, uh, he's got a, a cabin down there in Balfour in the deep south. And it's just full of, full of money like Scrooge McDuck. So I guess he's tapped into it to uh, take a wee holiday to Perth this week. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we couldn't let you get away scot free, so there was that little uh, swipe at the end. But uh, welcome, yeah, Stephen. Yeah, no, but that's one thing Bruce was right about. I, I am pretty free most of the day. That's why you, that's why you've managed to get a hold of me for 160 of the last 164 Wednesdays. Yeah, very good, mate. We better straighten up and do what we're here to do. There's a couple at Maryborough today uh, of interest and one of them I will be catching up with James Herbertson later in the show so be interested on his thoughts on it uh, it's the second one the first one is race four number 12 terror eyes for Joe Pace who drives the horse himself which is interesting yeah very curious one this um, in terms of it's not the usual horse Joe and fought from New Zealand I see the people that own it I think um, actually, usually, usually have the horses with the McWiggins, I think. Um, correct, correct. So yeah, I, I'm, I don't know uh, how that's come about, but look, Joe's Joe's a wonderful horseman. So whatever's in, available for this horse, um, ability wise, he'll get it out of him. But I certainly haven't seen a lot over here to suggest that there's much of it. Um, the biggest concern I've got is he's got no gate speed. Um, whenever he drew well in New Zealand, he would fall off the arm. You know, he drew one or two, two or three times and just absolutely uh, staggered off the gate. To be fair, he had a lot of bad luck with a lot of bad draws, um, and that never helped. But he doesn't seem, he didn't seem to me to have a heck of a lot of speed. He, when he won, it was in July in the middle of winter on a Sunday meeting, and only come home in 59 and 28, I think, and he said it was all out doing it. But um, hey, he hasn't raced for a while. He's he's had a break. He's in a new a new situation. Uh, as I said, Joe Joe will um, Joe will get him operating at the best of his ability. So certainly can't recommend or endorse him on what he's done in New Zealand. But uh, let's just watch with interest this week. But I would say this. Uh, I didn't actually look at his draw, but wherever it is, I, I wouldn't anticipate him leading early anyway. Yeah, outside second row, so no issues with that. He did win a trial, uh, a seven-horse trial at Melton. He's had two trials, but he won that trial from gate six in 159 by five metres home in 57 and 28. So uh, he's certainly shown a little bit in, in trialling anyway. So there you go. Well, he's not, I mean, he won a race yet at Enton, so he's not a complete mm. slug. But I just, I mean, you can only go on his exposed form. I mean, he was with Graham Court over here, and Graham... 
won three New Zealand Cups in a row, so he knows what he's doing, and Blue Orange is driving him most of the time, and he certainly knows what he's doing. So, um, yeah, but I've got a lot of respect for Joe uh, as a horseman, so, yeah, he'll be one I'll be tuning in to see how much he's improved in this week. Race 7, number 5 at Maryborough today is Darby O'Gill, who's had seven starts in New Zealand, won its first start and none since, and joins the Ash and James Herbertson team. Yeah, like, I, he was with the Delgettys over here, and I think we're talking to I mean, Carter back in about July when we're doing a bit of a, mid, a midwinter sort of run-through of the stables. I do that in one of my publications over here, just sort of spend, spend the winter months sort of going through a couple of barns and getting an idea of what's where and what's, what's sort of bubbling away under the surface, and thought they said he'd gone to Perth, this horse. In fact, they definitely did. It's always been owned in Australia. I don't know where Mr. Greg lives, but um, it, it hasn't been sold. It's been transferred over. So a little bit surprising he's in Victoria. Maybe he's on his way to Perth. Maybe they felt like he wasn't going to suit the first style of racing. He has got gate speed. I know when he won, he came out really nicely and, and led and, and won easily, but the wheels sort of fell off after that. Um, he does seem. He did seem to have a few little issues at the start. Not, not when I say the start. I don't mean when the mobile goes. I mean sort of late in the score up, or, or sorry, late in the the pre-race formation. He was two or three times there. He caused false starts, or he swung sideways, and he was a bit cantankerous. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so he's got a few tricks there. Uh, just to be careful of that. But yeah, as I see, when he won, he did come out good. So that being said, he was also very disappointing in sort of a lot of those last sort of three or four runs. It can be a big step up in Canterbury if you win your debut and you find yourself in a hard grade at the wrong time of year, it, you know, it can be sort of thrown in the deep end of the pool when you're not ready to swim kind of thing. So we'll give him the benefit of the doubt there. Uh, he's definitely got ability, um, and I guess we'll see uh, how he's come back from this little spell and, and change of uh, scenery. As one over at Gloucester Park as well, uh, race one, number 10, Holy Hecker, who's a three-year-old with... Pretty good form, really. It's only had the four starts for a fourth, a fourth, a third, and a first, which I'm tipping is pretty good and pretty solid for going over to WA. And we've seen a lot of young horses go over to WA from New, from New Zealand. Yeah, oh, look, I'm not surprised to see Swan do owns him, actually. I might retrain him. Mike's just come back from a wee uh, holiday, shall we say. Uh, the, the word went round when this horse was sold that, that the price tag was big, um, quite big money. He'd been very impressive winning when he won that last start. He's a good company. And you know, I went through my records there, and, and I had him running sort of 55 and change, two or three starts in a row, hmm. and, and, and sort of sub-27 on his ear. He's got very, very sharp speed, this horse. Um, it's, it's a different kettle of fish at Gloucester. You know, the different style of racing. It may take a period of adjustment, but he definitely has the speed and ability to... Um, you know, contest some pretty serious races going forward. So just keep an eye on him this week. Uh, I think he's won a trial. I don't. I know we don't talk about a lot of Perth horses um, on this on this show, but I just thought he was one worth mentioning. He's definitely above average. Yeah, inside second row is not a bad way to open up, is it? In WA's, you get to get a look at him without him without all the pressure on him to lead and win, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, and a few of the, and two or three of those runs over here. He actually was driven in behind and, and closed out with very, very strong um, sectionals. So maybe that's his preferred racing style. I guess we'll find out this week. But, yeah, right, on a half-mile track, um, different 
different climate, different temperature, different everything. Um, probably for the best that he's got something in front of him to follow around and chase. That being said, at Gloucester Park, you don't really want to be back in the field, uh, do you? So uh, intriguing. We'll see where he ends up going forward. But, uh, yeah, definitely one to put away in your black books. Just uh, being you're under the same management company, I suppose I can get a comment from you about Dreams of Free, or has Johnny Compey righted everything to do with that horse? Uh, I think Johnny's got some... Um, He's got some professional competition down there with a few other journalists um, <laughs> who are, you know, Nathan Williamson's a pretty popular man at the best of times, but he's especially popular at the moment. He's got some really good horses. And uh, Johnny won't have liked being in a different country um, when that horse won on Sunday. I think he was in, he'd flown over on Sunday. So uh, I, I did see he was quick off the mark and had Nathan on the telephone doing an a, a audio interview um, that night. So that just shows he wants, doesn't want to lose his footing Mr. Top, Mr. Turner, he, he's, uh, he's a very proud man and very territorial. But look, dreams are free. Uh, anyone who's, I'm sure, if you're on social media, you would have been alluded to that run the other day. Um, I've obviously had many people bring it up with me in the last 48 hours. And initially, well, I, I wasn't watching the races on Sunday, but I, I, you know, I knew the field and I thought, oh, it's a fast track. Um, I don't care what he's done. I'm sure it's probably, um, it looks better than it probably is. Yeah. I watched the replay. I watched the replay and, I mean, he's gone 253, which is pretty much one second outside the New Zealand record for the mile and a half. But he's done that on his own. He's got no horses around him to give him cover, nothing to follow, you know, that's chasing the whole way. And then he's come seven wide and he's still caught them up. And he looked like he had more in reserve. So just an absolutely phenomenal performance. Um, and I think now he's second favourite for our Group 1 Aces race coming up second week of December at Addington. That race has fallen away a bit. A lot of the good two-year-olds, two-year-olds, three-year-olds two, two have fallen olds. away. Uh, two-year-olds have fallen away. Mark Pearn, I think, are tipping most of his out. Barry Pearn sent his back north. So I think Dreams of Freeze now into about a three-year-old second favourite. So, um, yeah. Gary? I was talking to Gary Hall's agent yesterday. Yeah. Um, so if anyone's going to buy that horse, it was him, and he was pretty tight-lipped. So I don't have any information. There's not a lean or a tip-off there, but um, fair to say that uh, Nathan and his owners would have had very, very many calls in the last 72 hours. Probably any potential agent and buyer in Australasia, I would say. Yeah, I'm tipping. Mate, uh, thanks so much. Thanks to your management team, and say good day to Bruce for me. Yeah, I'll have to give him an extra cut this week of my uh, $3 fee that I get for doing this show. <laughs> that comes out of your, uh, yeah, all right, $3, and he gets 20%, so you're on $2.40. I'll post that two forty <laughs> over. Good on you, Garrick. Thanks, mate. Thanks, mate.